0: The Blevins Franks Report with Rob Kay of Blevins Franks Wealth Management. It's that time on Sunday morning here on Riviera Radio where we say good morning to Rob Kay. How are you doing, Rob? I'm very well, thank you, Howard. You? Yeah, I am. Good. Well, last week we discussed inflation and the impact it's having now on our savings and income. It therefore seems logical to look this week at how we can protect our wealth for the longer term and make sure our money lasts at least. As long as we do. But before we focus on today's subject, what caught your eye
1: in the news this week? Well, Howard, the, uh, the Bank of England this week raised interest rates for the second time in three months um, as it tries to curb the rapid rise in the cost of living. The hike, the hike to half of 1% from a quarter of 1% uh, was, uh, was the bank uh, was trying to um, stem the, the continued increase in prices. Prices are rising faster than income, which is putting uh, the biggest squeeze on household finances for for something like a decade or two. Rising gas and electrical prices are the main factor as UK UK households are preparing for a massive 54% jump in energy bills from April. Now, As we discussed last week, inflation is expected to peak at 7.25% in April and uh, an average close to 6% for the year. The Bank of England governor, Andrew Bailey, urged workers to accept pay restraints to tame inflation quicker. Staying on the subject of workers, Eurostat, the official statistics agency, this week reported the EU's seasonally adjusted unemployment rate had fallen in December to 6.4%, the lowest level seen since data gathering began back in April 1998. Responding to the news that Paolo Gentiloni. The UK, the EU Economics Affairs Commissioner attributed this achievement to the success of the EU's collective response to the 2020-2021 crisis when the Eurozone endured the worst recession since the end of the Second World War. In human terms, these numbers equate to 1.8 million more people having jobs. Officials cited the handling of the Eurozone debt crisis as the primary reason for unemployment figures being kept down deciding on a huge spending push at the height of the crisis rather than choosing the austerity path, which was the case between 2010 and 2015 after the financial crisis paid off. And it was also touted as the reason for for Europe's meteoric economic surge in 2021, which saw the Eurozone economy grow by 5.2%. As you would expect, disparities do exist, while unemployment in Germany is at a super low 3.2%, Spain's unemployment rate still sits at a distressing 13%. France's joblessness has seen a steady drop to to 7.4%, still above the average but improving, while Italy's rate is at 9%. Now, After 12 years and 6 trials, Formula Formula 1 boss and local resident Flavio Briatore has been acquitted of tax evasion in Italy. Briatoria spent the last decade fighting off tax fraud charges, which could have resulted in the Italian businessman spending 18 months in prison. In 2010, Italian police seized his yacht, Force Blue, off the coast of Italy, and Briatoria was accused of withholding more than 3.6 million in VAT and over 800,000 in fuel taxes. He told the Italian press agency that after 12 years and six trials, my innocence has finally been recognised. A real ordeal is fortunately over. Loosely staying with the theme of motoring and criminal proceedings, it's nowhere near as fast, but I was amazed to read this week that in 2021, the Toyota Prius is the most stolen car in France. Apparently, 120,000 vehicles are stolen every year in France. That's 328 car thefts every day. Here in the PACA region, we have the highest number of car thefts in France, even ahead of Paris. So if you're a Prius owner, be very careful. The criminals are out there and they want your wheels. Well, well.
0: Well, people are living longer these days, which sounds like good news. But the question is, can we, and the state, afford it? What impact does longevity have on the
1: state's finances? the pandemic has brought this issue sharply into focus, we, we've all seen and read about the financial strain battling Covid placed on governments around the world over the past couple of years. But over the last 20 years, our own longevity has attacked the state much more subtly. Thanks to advances in science and medicines, it's not unusual for someone who retires at say 55 to live for another 30 years. Further advances in medical research are likely to increase lifespans even further, which will present governments with the dual problem of having to finance the cost of people living longer and the additional cost of looking after those people who have lived longer. It goes without saying, governments will need to raise more funds to cover their pension obligations and the increased healthcare costs. We now have more people in retirement than are working. Governments rely on taxes to fund their costs and they generate far more tax from workers than they do from retirees. So we can't ignore the fact that every government must continually evolve and refresh how it collects taxes. During the 15 years between 2015 and 2030, the increase in the global working population will be 50% less than it was in the 15-year period between 2000 and 2015. Now, by 2030, it is estimated there will be 34, what I described as super-age countries. Super-age countries are countries where over 20% of the population are elderly, which will include both France and the UK, but also the rest of Europe.
0: And now governments have the cost of the pandemic to also factor in. How are our governments going to pay for all of this?
1: Since the financial crisis of the the late noughties, governments have been juggling the funding of their increasing infrastructure and social costs by promoting opportunities, but not constricting growth. We can't get away from the fact that unilaterally the coffers of most governments are funded by taxes. And as we've seen during the pandemic, managing that balancing act is frankly as difficult as herding cats. The UK's two 2021 budgets were classic examples of the difficulties governments face. The content of those budgets gave us a great insight into just how difficult this balancing act is. The UK Chancellor of the Exchequer, Rishi Sunak, introduced a corporate tax increase to harvest tax from those companies who profited during the pandemic. He stayed well clear of announcing any immediate personal tax rises. But he also then set the foundation for a complex attack on household pockets over the next five years. Whether you're earning a living, selling a business, selling a property, or even if you die over the next five years, the UK taxman will receive substantially more than he has before, simply because Sunak took a leaf out of the approach regularly used here in France by the tax authorities, especially over the past 15 years, and he extended the freeze on tax thresholds. In the case of inheritance tax, that means the point when your estate pays tax, £325,000, will not have increased since April 2009.
0: What's your advice to retired expatriates? How should they protect themselves from higher taxes?
1: Well, my advice to retired expatriates is the same as my advice to, to those of who are still working. We all need to review our finances on a regular basis. This is especially important for retired British expatriates because invariably, their finances are frequently affected by changes made both here in France and then back in the UK. Our savings and investments need to work hard for us, as, or, or as hard as, as we work when we're accumulating them. Our savings need to be protected from unnecessary taxation. A perfect example of unnecessary taxation is holding on to investment assets such as UK ISAs, which are extremely tax efficient in the UK, but totally exposed to tax once you become a French resident. Over the years we have frequently faced this issue, but it's becoming or become an even bigger issue with Brexit because so many people hurriedly decided to become French residents just before the transition period ended and before the withdrawal agreement door closed. Unfortunately, in their haste to arrive, many of them didn't make suitable plans for their finances after they arrived. The issue of holding inappropriate assets when you move to a new country is brought more subtly into contrast when someone retires. Retires, Retirees have to rely on their pensions and their investments to generate income and cover their expenses. While we're working, we are frequently too busy to focus on our finances. We simply bury our heads in the sand, maybe work harder or longer to earn more money, which defers the problem, but it hasn't really gone away. The only sound way to minimise the taxes you pay is to arrange your financial affairs appropriately for life in France. Then on a regular basis, review those arrangements to ensure they are still appropriate for both you and the financial landscape that constantly evolves around us.
0: Well, the longer we live, the longer we need our savings to last. So, as we discussed last week, I presume inflation (coughs) is a major concern.
1: I mean, Inflation is always a concern... Um, as we discussed last week, it's the it's the shadow in the corner, the skeleton in the cupboard. We're all living longer. Inflation, um, or as probably it's better described, the natural erosion of our spending power becomes a greater and greater concern. Over time, one euro buys you less and less because the cost of, of what that one euro has to buy keeps increasing. To maintain a happy balance, the value of your euro must keep growing. As I said during last week's broadcast, at the end of the day, Purchasing power is the real value of money. The longer we're around, the more inflation impacts us. It's like Chinese water torture. It keeps on dripping and dripping. The pandemic has had an impact on the life expectancy of French residents. Life expectancy for men has reduced by six months, and ladies are are living five months less. But on average, men still live until they're 80, and ladies until they're 85. I apologise for repeating something I said during last week's broadcast. But if you retire when you're 55 and invest 1 million euros, then 30 years later, you still have 1 million euros. If inflation has compounded compounded at just 3% over that whole period, you will have lost 60% of your money's buying power, even though you've, rep- you've prever- preserved your million euros. The reality is you'll have maintained the same number of units of the currency you started with. Unfortunately, it's lost 60% of its purchasing power. And as I said, in the long run, purchasing power is the only rational definition for money.
0: Many retired people favour low-risk, supposedly safer investments such as bank deposits. But could being very cautious backfire?
1: Yeah, I mean, the, the reality is that most retirees don't have the ability to replenish their capital reserves or in lots of cases reduce their income requirements so they worry about investing and potentially losing their savings. That said, it's also too easy to forget. Simply leaving our money sitting in the bank is also not without risk. As we saw in the late 90s, even the biggest financial institutions can fail. A combination of low interest rates and inflation has been devastating for capital values and the purchasing power of cash over the past 10 years. Because as you said, Howard, a cautious risk adverse approach is not totally risk free. And it's backfired for anyone who's had their capital sitting with their bank. Having an appropriately structured, less risk adverse approach to to investing is not the same as visiting the casino here in Monaco and putting all your cash on red and spinning the wheel. Investment markets can be volatile and they can be unsettling, but over the medium to longer term, risk can be reduced and a better risk-rated return can be generated.
0: What steps can we take to beat inflation but without taking on too much risk?
1: We need to, we need to as, as we said numerous times during this broadcast, we need to regularly review our savings and investment arrangements to make sure our investments continue to work as hard for us as we did when we were accumulating them, and they are protected from unnecessary taxation. Just like inflation, taxation is a major threat to our financial security. Under the French fixed-rate investment tax system, unless you have established tax-efficient arrangements, you will pay 30% of your investment gains to the French taxman. To minimise the investment tax charge, you need to take tax-efficient structures or use tax-efficient structures for your finances, which means you need to objectively analyse both your requirements and your tolerance to risk. Now, that's not easy to do yourself because personal bias, opinions and emotions can easily cloud impartial judgement. The key to a well-diversified portfolio is spreading your investment assets across different regions, asset types and sectors, You need to limit your exposure to one type of investment, but importantly, you need a strategy which is appropriate for your particular situation.
0: Our pensions are obviously important for our financial security. Should we review our pensions to see if we can prove our income, but without risking our capital?
1: Yeah, Pensions are frequently the bedrock of our financial security, especially in retirement, so it's especially important to make the very best of our savings. It goes without saying, everyone should review their pensions, but that doesn't mean changes will necessarily be required. With pensions, sometimes doing nothing and appropriately manage them is the best solution. I, re- I was reminded of this when I recently spoke to a gentleman who contacted us after listening to a previous broadcast. He had read an article about Ops, which also coincided with a cold call from a Spanish-based company who claimed to be UK pension specialists. Because he's moved um, to to France and because he's got money in the UK pension fund, which he's not done anything with, he was about to transfer it to a Acurops as recommended by the Spanish-based company. If that transfer had been done, he would have immediately given 25% of his pension to the UK taxman. He went back to these so-called advisors and their next idea was, was for him to draw down the whole fund. That would have cost him even more in tax Talking to this gentleman reminded me of the real benefit of taking advice, which inevitably costs you less than probably tax would cost. Now before the phones start ringing, in the right circumstances, expatriates can still benefit from transferring UK pensions to cure and also potentially reinvesting their pension capital using French compliant arrangements such as Assurance Vie. It's very, very important, though, to take professional advice from a company regulated and qualified to give UK pensions advice. Before you do anything, you need to know what your pensions are really worth and if they offer any guarantees. And please be very, very careful with your pensions. There is approximately £3 trillion sitting in UK private pensions, so they understandably attract the attention of tricksters and fraudsters like moss and insects to life. Be very, very careful with pension scams, which are more common than you might expect. Now if you would like to discuss making your money last longer or at least as long as you do, and you want to talk to a Blevins Frank's partner, if you live in France, you should call our Valbon office and the telephone number is zero four nine three zero zero one seven eight zero. That's zero four nine three zero zero one seven eight zero. Or if you live in Monaco, and as we say every week, visiting our Monaco office could be more convenient for you, call our Monaco office. And our number here in Monaco is 97775574. That's 97775574. And as this subject was prompted by, by questions posed to the Questions Portal, if you have a question or if you want to suggest a topic to discuss in a future programme, email them to rivieradio at blevingsfranks.com. And if you would like to know more about Blevins Franks, or if it's just simply easy to contact us via the website, simply direct your internet search to www.blevinsfranks.com. Many thanks, Rob.
0: Always interesting. And we'll talk again next Sunday morning. I'm looking forward to it.
1: (laughs) Thanks, Howard. Have a great week.
0: The Blevins Franks Report. If you would like more information on any of the topics discussed in this program, contact your local Blevins Franks office on 0493 001780 or riviera at blevinsfranks.com.
1: Is your wealth management on track to meet your objectives and provide long term financial security? Blevins Franks has 45 years' experience managing our clients' capital. We provide a range of integrated financial services to give you peace of mind about your future. Our investment recommendations are personalized for you and designed to be tax efficient and meet your estate planning wishes. Contact Blevins Franks on 0493 or visit blevinsfranks.com.